Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and PT pearls to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. In case you haven't heard the exciting news, there is a brand new Move to Improve Challenge. This is a 30-day challenge that for this week only costs $1 a day. That's right. We are getting an introduction into what it could feel like to put all of that optimal body stuff we talk about mainly focused around mobility flows because I got feedback from last time. I'm listening. We're focusing on mobility, but we're also incorporating what core could feel like, what it means to actually move it through progressively within your body, really starting from core one and the basics and then building it throughout the month. Then we also have muscle activations. We also have some hit workouts that you can choose to do a little bit more if you want a little bit more of that sweat. But Overall, it's going to give you a full 30-day breakdown. We're going to have daily goals outside of that. We're going to have a huge community and we have prizes available that are pretty dang epic. So check it out so that you can get in and move with us. Again, it is only $1 a day for 30 days. That is it. That's what we're offering. We had so many incredible movers last time and I cannot wait to start this time. So check out the show notes. We'll have the link there. It is doc docgenfit.com slash move. That's it. docgenfit.com slash move. We'll see you there. So I think that you all know that I'm a little bit more the one who spends time in the kitchen between Jen and I. And because of that, I spend a little more time shopping for the ingredients. And I don't know if anyone has read my cookbook, you know that I value whole real ingredients. And that's what we talk about all the time. We want to be putting whole real food in our body. And that's why we use Paleo Valley products, because even though it's a processed meat stick or a protein bar, it has whole real ingredients on the ingredient list. And you can really trust what goes in it. 100% grass finished meats, pasture raised turkey. Everything that you're going to read on this is thought through and is meant for your body. So go in, use code OPTIMAL, and you'll get 15% off your order of beef sticks or protein bars. That's what we love the most, but they have tons of other options for you. So go check out the link in the show notes and use code OPTIMAL at checkout. So this next interview is really kind of a bonus for both Jen and I, because it's one of those where we didn't really know the person before doing the interview, but just an amazing story and breadth and wealth of knowledge in the health and medical fields, both in the Western and the Eastern worlds. So Scott Summer started his own health and healing journey very young when he was diagnosed with epilepsy and kind of made this mission for himself that if he could heal this with the health of his parents who grew up as organic farmers, uh, he would help the rest of the world heal their own issues. And then he kind of went off on this mission, got a chemical engineering degree, and then a degree in Western medicine, also was inspired by the power of Chinese medicine and pursued a a degree in nutrition, a master's degree in Chinese medicine and acupuncture. And now Scott is an award-winning practitioner treating patients all around the world with his unique techniques, combining his knowledge of both Western and Eastern medicine, where he approaches 100% of the problem to find 100% of the solution. He's able to properly assess the problem and then get to the why of his patient's health problems and ultimately resolve them. Please listen into the end. He has so many amazing takeaway tips that you could start looking at today. 
Scott, thank you so much for being with us today, taking the time to kind of talk into what you do and how you've really combined all of your knowledge into a really unique practice. Well, thank you, Dr. Dom. Yeah, I'm so glad to be on your show. And uh, yeah, this is really exciting. One thing that we'd love to just hop right into is really asking guests, you know, what fuels you? What do you feel like you're on this earth to really bring people? You know, I can tell you the story of what led to my passion, but I said, really, the passion is to educate people about, you know, how they can have the high performance body mm. and uh, which is what your show is about. And so it's just really important because we don't realize how good we can feel until we feel better. So, so I think true. that's really my philosophy. And um, the other part is just, uh, you know, understanding your body. I think that, you know, as you talk about so much on your show is that, you know, if we understand our body better and what we can do to improve it for high performance, then uh, everybody can be happier and, and live a longer, healthier life. Yes. Love it. So you mentioned that you could tell us the story that kind of led to that passion. And I think that's the next place that we'd love to dive in. Absolutely. So really, my story goes back three generations. And it started with my dad, who grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. And so, um, you know, back east, it was really cold. And my dad never liked the snow. And But he had a rough childhood because he had a bad leg that would swell. His left leg would just swell like sometimes two to three times its size. Wow. No doctors at the time could really tell him what was going on. You know, if you can imagine how frustrating that would be as a child, you know, growing up. And so he loved to play outside and fish on um, Erie, Lake Erie and just be a kid. And uh, so many times he had to stay in bed for six months at a time. So he had really uh, a rough childhood until uh, finally one day he, uh, his appendix burst. And mm. so my grandmother had taken him to the hospital for an emergency appendectomy. And fortunately, they saved his life, which is why I'm still here. And uh, so with that said, you know, he had an experience with all of that, realizing that uh, I really believe to this day that the signs of his body telling him something was wrong uh, was the swelling in his leg. And I really believe that it was related to the toxins in his colon and his appendix. And so uh, nobody had really made that connection at the time. So they saved his life, which I'm grateful for, and he was too. But the experience in the hospital was he kind of started to think, you know, there's got to be a way out of this, a way to improve my health and to avoid future emergencies like this appendectomy. And so uh, he became interested in gardening and uh, tractors and also in, uh, you know, physical fitness. And so he was kind of estranged from his dad who was living in California. And finally, you know, through letters and which is really cool because I'm in the process of uh, finishing my book and I have those letters, you know, mm. copies of those letters and their dialogue back and forth. And um, so he went out to visit his dad in California and he really never left California once he found that there wasn't so much snow and it was warmer <laughs> climate. And uh, he um, began to understand his dad and reconnect. And one morning he uh, noticed his dad didn't come out of his room. And it was very concerning to him. And finally, he opened the door and he found that his dad was dead on the floor and he had died from a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine, you know, that here is dad that he had finally met after so many years. And my dad was maybe in his 20s. 
And at that moment in time, he had to make a decision. And the decision was, you know, how can I live a longer, healthier life and avoid future problems like my dad? And, um, and so what he decided was to continue on with physical fitness. And so he got into bodybuilding. In fact, he competed for Mr. Sacramento and, and, um, which is where I'm from, you know, I go back four generations in Sacramento and, and then he um, got into organic farming. And so he bought some land, five acres, and he farmed the land, which is the land I grew up on. Wow. You know, I was just, it was like the garden of Eden for me growing up, you know, yeah. picking fruit and vegetables. And my dad was like this master gardener, like he was amazing. And um, so well in his eighties, he, you know, farmed and and gave his food away and, and, uh, lived a very healthy life. And, but, uh, then I was born when my dad and mom met and, uh, I had epilepsy. And so it was really a thorn in my side, you know, to have this disease. And I remember going to the Western doctor, my pediatrician, and many times, you know, he'd ask me or he'd tell me basically he said when I was about nine, I remember becoming aware of this disease. And that it was just like this label that I was given that, and he said to me, son, you will never have a normal life unless you change this. Mm. And so I remember going home that day, kind of feeling depressed and overwhelmed, you know, with this disease, this label and not really having any answers or a cause to this disease. And, and so finally I, uh, I said a prayer and, and uh, I prayed for the powers of Superman. And at that moment, like that was the one hero that I could think of and uh, think of like x-ray vision to find out what was going on inside my body. So as time went on, I continued to eat healthy food and exercise at a weight bench up in my uh, upstairs room. And I remember always working out with weights from the time I was 10 years old wow. and uh, from the influence of my dad and, and my mom. And so, uh, Finally, at age 15, I went to go back to the hospital to be retested for epilepsy. And, you know, uh, thanks to the modern medicine of EEGs and all this technology, I was retested. And a couple hours later, I was set free of this disease. And they said, basically, you're free to go. There's no sign of any other disease of, of epilepsy. And uh, we don't know what happened. We don't know why you're better, but it's gone. And uh, so I knew it was a blessing and an answer to prayer. So at that point, I, I remember the second part to my prayer, and that was that um, I prayed that I would uh, help humankind, that I would mm -hmm. find ways to help other people once I found the answer to my own illness. And um, as my dad had searched for answers as well, so together we kind of uh, found these answers. And um, so basically, I continued on and I studied, you know, chemistry and electrical engineering, thinking that I would, you know, uh, I'd study nutrition my whole life, and but that maybe I would just do this, like, maybe as a hobby. And then I realized that I really needed to do this as a career. So after studying chemistry and electrical engineering, I started to apply it to the human body. Uh, as a pre-med student at Davis, at UC Davis, I... Uh, I was studying biochemistry and getting ready to take the MCAT, you know, to get into medical school. And it was at that point that uh, I read this book. And I'll never forget the day that I was standing in the UC Davis uh, bookstore. And I was reading this book about the body being electric in Asian medicine. And I, I felt like that was another piece to the puzzle. 
And mm. I realized that the body is electric. And when you think about it, you know, our brains are electric, everything's electric. And uh, so if we understand the electricity of the body, we can really understand how scars could possibly affect our body and the function of them and, uh, and so on. So I ended up getting a degree in nutrition from UC Davis. And then uh, I went on to, because I felt like that way I could help to rebuild the body naturally. And uh, so I went on to Asian medicine, studied for another four years, studied about electricity and herbal medicine and became a master herbalist and acupuncturist. And then that wasn't enough. I realized that I was looking for more tools. So I studied iridology and, uh, and under Dr. Jensen's protege. And, and uh, I realized that um, there was a lot of strength in some of those testing techniques, but uh, I was looking for more. And then I found kinesiology. So I studied under a master uh, under kinesiology, and and with that uh, degree in training, I finally realized I could start to do my own research to find out what each person needed through the electrical system. I was able to find out information that I couldn't find out any other way that didn't show up in blood work, and so it was a strength of uh, a different viewpoint, if you will, you know, besides X-rays and MRIs and blood work, which are phenomenal and necessary. And um, so here I am today after, you know, 22 years of practice, and uh, I've found a way to combine this Eastern and Western approach. Wow. That is quite a journey that you've been on. And I love that it, it, it started even before you, right? It started with your dad's journey and what he went through and then how that led into how he raised you and what you got to see. I think setting the example is one thing that I try to remind people of all the time, right? Like if you are a parent or an aunt or an uncle or a friend, you have so much influence on the people around you based on how you live your life. And I think you got to see such an amazing example. I mean, growing up on a farm, that's absolutely really incredible. Like we're, we're a little bit jealous. I know Dom, he, he's particularly... Well, it, it reminds me of, I grew up on a, what we call a century farm, a, f- a friend whose family has been on the farm since the 1800s. And I got to live with him for like three months and it was glorious. There were acres of these personal farms of all these vegetables. And just to be able to even grow up in that environment or have that as an experience to know what it, it means to pick vegetables out of the ground and eat them with a little bit of dirt on them still, I think is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks for sharing that. It's uh, you both bring up a good point that uh, you you really don't don't know how much you can influence somebody. And I think that should be one of the goals that we should have in life is to be an example, Mm -hmm. you know, of health and vitality and, um, you know, for our family and our friends, because, you know, uh, as you know, you can't really change people except through example is the strongest, you know, way. And so, uh, yeah, absolutely. My dad's example of wearing t-shirts in the winter and having energy always, and, uh, just working the farm from day to morning to night was always an example to me. In fact, his example was so powerful that my other grandfather, who was from my mom's dad, uh, was influenced mm. by my dad. So unfortunately we lost, I lost a grandfather that I never met. On the other hand, my dad influenced uh, my other grandfather, who was German, a Swiss German, and he uh, retired early because of back problems and scoliosis, and he had all of these issues. And at about age 40, 45, he retired uh, from like the military and Air Force Base. And 
So my dad taught him how to take care of himself. And, uh, you know, one of our great influencers was Jack LaLanne. You know, if you remember Jack mm-hmm. LaLanne and, or know about him, but, um, anyway, that was kind of the era and the time period. So my d- uh, grandfather, uh, overcame all of these problems with back pain and he grew his own garden because of my dad's influence. And that influenced, uh, changed my grandfather's life forever. And he lived to be about 96 years old. Wow. And uh, he just got better and better every decade. I saw the example of walking every day, drinking filtered mm-hmm. water, uh, eating fresh meals from the garden that he grew. And uh, it influenced both my grandmother and my grandfather. And so that's an example of a positive influence mm-hmm. and uh, how they overcame uh, disease. It was pretty amazing. And I don't think that can be understated enough because I don't know how much you know about blue zones or those, you know, the research that's been done into these areas that people live a long time. But something that's very common is that a lot of them have some sort of their own garden. And I think that gives you a lot of things in needing to get up and down to tend to the garden and being able to get down on your knees and to be able to pick things from the ground and to be able to reach for things and um, also giving you a purpose. Like you said, I think you said your father still would take leftover vegetables and donate them to the community center or donate them somewhere. So it gives you that purpose to still be a part of a community even further. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because actually we I based the clinic actually on the Blue Zones. So uh, mm. absolutely, that's great. It's uh, such an important concept of those nine traits, you know, and you're right, being act- active is a common trait and, and uh, working with the soil and eating healthy, vital food is absolutely. In fact, my dad used to always say he was so big on the soil. He said the secret is in the soil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we see today that you know, we're looking at, you know, depletion of topsoil in the world, you know, especially in the United States of how we grow things, how we process food, and it's changed everything. And it's changed our health and our vitality. So if we can relearn these blue zones and how to be active again, outside, vitamin D, the sun, and the secret really is in the soil. Because if you have healthy soil, you have healthy plants, and you have healthy people. I think that's so incredibly important. And and it just comes back to the basics of things. And I do want to dive into like, I mean, you talked about this this aspect that we're electrical, but I also just want to note just on what you just said, you know, there's been a lot of questions like, is organic best for you? Does it really matter? And Dom and I ourselves, if, if we can get organic, we do as much as we can. And we know that we are you know, fortunate to have that accessibility to it, but how much would you say it is important? Oh, it's imperative. You know, it's just uh, because when you think about it, basically a hundred years ago, uh, you know, the nutrient value of say spinach was like a hundred, 10 to a hundred times more nutrients of iron and spinach that was grown a hundred years ago. And the varieties were much greater. Now we've narrowed down the variety the seeds are so limited in the variety, so we don't have the same nutrient value. So the soil so depleted that, so it's like, you know, there's no comparison. I mean, it's a huge gap between, you know, conventional food of spinach and organic because of this concept of how the soil's fertilized, how it's grown. And uh, it's just, there's no comparison. If we don't have the edge of organic in our life, then we're basically missing out on uh, vitality and mm-hmm. energy for sure. And then the second part is, uh, you know, we're, we live in this toxic waste, you know, unfortunately, and especially if you live in the city, you know, 
as uh, Dr. Dom said about, you know, how great it is to live on a farm and even have that experience, you know, like he did and like I did growing up. And, you know, uh, I just had somebody that literally a patient that I just talked to that uh, left the city, you know, and she's um, near Kansas. And and uh, just by going to the farm, I could tell her whole health had completely changed. Her stress and vitality and everything has started to come back to her. So basically, yes, it's uh, there's nothing like it because otherwise you're getting also toxicity. So nutrient depletion without organic food and toxicity because you can't wash it off. You can't just mm-hmm. wash off an apple that's been sprayed 12 times in the growing season. It's just impossible. So kind of circling back around, you, you've mentioned a few times about the electricity of us as human beings. And I've, I saw in something that you wrote talking about the human body as a battery. Can you talk a little bit more into the electrical balance of our bodies and why that's so imperative? Yeah, absolutely. So it's really uh, two different models that have been developed you know, over time. And uh, both of them are correct and important. So the Western model is, you know, when we discovered blood and started, you know, the microscope is basically uh, back in the 1500s, you know. And uh, then in the Asian world, Asian medicine has been around for like 5,000 years. So this electricity concept has been around for a long time. So the body really is, you know, we're 70% water. So it's just like a battery, you know, because we're full of water, we're full of electrolytes. And uh, and so we have to make sure that we eat enough nutrients in our food, uh, which are the electrolytes, you know, to activate this battery. And so if we start to feel tired or we don't sleep well, muscle cramps are a good example, you know, at night, leg cramps. And I'm really into, uh, as you are, you know, listening to your body. You know, you have to be aware of what all these symptoms and signs mean. So uh, once I understood through Asian medicine that the body's electric, it means that you have to be careful of scars. So if you're considering getting a surgery that you may or may not need or uh, a scar that you already have, uh, like I remember uh, a woman that had a C-section years ago and she came to me for insomnia and I tested her and found out that her scar was an active scar. Because it went across the midline of the body, it basically intercepted all these electrical circuits that went to the brain that have to do with melatonin, the Mm. hormone for sleep. So uh, I helped correct that for her by uh, having her put uh, oil, is what we usually do, is like wheat germ oil is a good place to start on your scars to help reconnect the scars to the brain. Because that's another way that electrically we're connected or disconnected from scars, from mole removals or surgeries or even internal scarring. As you know, with physical therapy, you know, there can be all kinds of scarring that occurs from accidents. So uh, with our patients, we deal with this a lot and we deal with scars so that they can, uh, you know, get electricity back to those areas that are interfered with. And so, um, so that's really the concept of this electricity. And then this, the battery, you know, these circuits called meridians flow throughout our bodies. They go all the way from the top of our head um, all the way down to the bottom of our feet, which is why acupuncture is so effective and why it works really well. Actually, I work with a lot of other therapists, physical therapists, other doctors, and um, massage therapist. And the concept is we're all really restoring this electrical flow, no matter what we're doing, whether it be massage or 
ultrasound, uh, we're really helping to restore the flow. And when the flow doesn't happen in the body electrically, then we have pain or hormone imbalances for women, especially like menopausal, you know, and uh, so you can guarantee you've got some electrical flow problems when you're suffering from pain, headaches, or even, you know, menopause. That's so interesting. So when, when someone comes in and they're dealing with chronic pain, are you setting them up to work with the team? Or are you just first just saying, okay, let, let's check the way that your, that your energy is flowing here and let's see what we need to kind of attack first. And have you been able to get people out of this, you know, chronic pain that maybe has lasted five years, 10 years? Uh, yes, absolutely. So I always start with an assessment like anyone, you know, and, uh, but what's unique is I found over the course of uh, my training and I'm, I'm, you know, like both of you, I'm always looking for answers, you know, more answers for our patients and to help people is our goal. And so uh, I found these scanners. One scanner I use is from Australia and it's called a Nest Scanner, and so that allows me to scan the electrical field of the body, and so I check that first. And then I also have another scanner called a Zyto, and uh, so with that said, I'm able to scan the electrical field, uh, electricity inside the body with the Zyto, and so when I do these scans and I look at and analyze it on a computer screen, I show the patient, you know, where the blocks are electrically and how that's affecting the organs because all organs are connected through this electrical pathway or matrix. And that's why it's so important that we understand and include electricity. Because really, when you think about it, you know, only 7% of the body is blood. So if we just rely on uh, blood work alone, then we're missing a big part of the picture. And then I always ask my patients, you know, what percentage of the body is electric? And the answer is 100%, because we're all electric. And so... That's kind of how that would work. And then, um, yeah, so I have great success in resolving. Um, I have a lot of tools. I'm trained in like 30 different modalities. I use a lot of light therapy and acupuncture, essential oils. And so once the assessment's done, then I determine which organ systems are out. And, you know, we feed those organs with, elect you know, nutrition, with supplements. And we use whole food supplements. And lifestyle changes, you know, a lot of times people aren't drinking enough water, they don't have enough minerals, that's a big part of pain issues. And then we use, um, you know, light therapy is uh, LED lights and different types of lasers that are very effective. And um, we have infrared saunas, we have beamers from Germany, which increase the circulation 30% in the body. So uh, the clinic is just full of therapies from all over the world that we use. And that's how we resolve this chronic pain, especially, uh, and it could be connected to a scar, you know, uh, mm. that people don't even realize. So that's kind of the process of figuring out what's wrong. I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about kind of your path to doing what you're doing is that you took the time to train yourself in so many different areas and get such a good understanding overall of many ways that we affect, like you said, the different systems of our body, which essentially you're describing as 100% electrical, which I completely agree with being somebody who's very central nervous system driven in my belief of how our body operates. Um, so I really appreciate that you don't foo-foo certain modalities. It's something that I don't agree with is how, you know, PTs or chiropractors or acupuncturists, they get very territorial with their techniques. And 
for me as a practice, that's just us closing ourselves down to learning more about how the whole system works and how different practitioners have found success in influencing, you know, people's chemistry, like you said, or their biochemistry. So I really like that approach. Um, I would love you to talk into, because you talked a bit about nutrition and minerals and some minerals that people are commonly deficient in. Could you kind of talk into common minerals you find people are lacking? I would say that, you know, there's two different types of minerals, you know, there's micro and macro. So the macro we think of as the large minerals. And so as we know, you know, osteoporosis is on the rise, osteopenia, you know, bone disease, bone loss. And uh, so definitely calcium is like number one, but it's about getting the right type of calcium. You know, like there's uh, a fair amount of calcium, like in almonds, you know, people don't realize and other greens. As an example, a uh, perfect example is the Asian culture, you know, they, mm-hmm. uh, they tend not to get osteoporosis. That's a disease that's very uncommon, yet they don't drink milk <laughs> and uh, so because they're lactose intolerant. So we know that we can, you know, if we get the right minerals or nutrients from food, then we can avoid disease, you know, or reverse it. So that's one example is calcium. Other one is magnesium. So I really believe that if you look at the history of our food, you know, and after World War II, people stopped growing their own food. Remember, we had the Victory Gardens and all of that, mm. which were gardens that people had to uh, grow their own food. And now, you know, we just depend upon somebody on a tractor growing for, you know, uh, 10,000 people with chemical fertilizers. So um, we're uh, also the refined grains is why we, we miss magnesium. So people don't eat enough green foods. Green leafy greens are actually full of magnesium, and so are nuts and seeds. So one of the things that my wife and I uh, focus on is a nutritarian diet. You know, mm-hmm. meaning that we really uh, eat a lot of nuts and seeds and greens are like our our main staples. And so, uh, but heart attacks have gone up exponentially. Heart disease is on the rise continually, and I really believe it's because the magnesium deficiency. So if you start to have all these problems at night where you get leg cramps and all, and uh, even palpitations, you know, usually it's calcium, magnesium, and then you have other things like potassium and sodium. Uh, So I recommend, you know, to our patients to make sure that they eat a variety of salt, you know. So you think salt is bad, right? Because it says it on TV, but, you know, if you, you know, things like Celtic salt, Himalayan salt, black salt. And uh, are really some of the best uh, types of salt and, and real salt out of Utah. Um, and then you get some of those trace minerals that we're missing. And the other trace minerals, you know, the predominant trace minerals come from like uh, silica. Uh, so silica, if you have a silica deficiency, um, to your listeners, you know, some of the symptoms are hair problems and nail issues and skin doesn't quite repair itself. So uh, we use a lot of silica in our, to our patients. It comes in a liquid form. You can just start adding that to your water. And uh, it's incredible how your skin, hair, and nails will start to grow. And you'll notice just by getting this, uh, you know, minerals. And then we have other mineral supplements that we use like cell food and aquamens, which are other uh, mineral supplements that we add to water. So we find in general that our water supply is depleted the soil's depleted. So those are the two different types of minerals and how we can get them, both through supplements and and food. Wow. 
I think that's so beneficial. I hope people are taking notes during that. And of course, we'll link to where people can find you so that they can refer back. I mean, having those tangible things to really uh, to help you understand you were giving people symptoms to what they're looking for within their body and then reasons why certain foods can fuel you with the proper not only nutrients, but minerals that we are often neglecting and people are trying to supplement and sometimes the supplements aren't great, you know? So I think that's, that's so, so incredibly beneficial. Um, one thing I do want to say, because we do usually have more women than female listening. I mean, <laughs> females than males listening. Is there a difference biologically that you typically notice in terms of something that is typically deficient or typically lacking that a female might need to pay more attention to for their physiology and for their body? Yeah, that's a great question, uh, Dr. Jen. Yeah, I would say uh, iodine is mm. a really uh, important factor as far as minerals and then fatty acids, uh, especially for women. You know, so I would say iodine is very important uh, for men and women. But you know, with stress, you know, uh, what happens is you need enough iodine. And I find that through my testing of kinesiology and my scanners, uh, you know, we find that. A lot of people are uh, under so much stress and they're exposed to a lot of extra radiation that we didn't have 100 years ago. So radiation comes from cell phones, Wi-Fi, you know, flying in a plane. It's even in our water. You know, we don't realize that we can even get it in the fish as well. And so uh, what happens is if you don't have enough iodine for women, it has a lot of great influence on uh, getting breast cancer and uh, weight gain. And so it's really important to keep your iodine levels up. So uh, you need to make sure you're getting on a good iodine supplement. And uh, a great supplement that you can take through food would be uh, seaweed. So you have seaweed strips. You know, sometimes people think of seaweed as just a slimy thing that nobody wants to eat. Um, I remember having an experience once with some Korean friends in college, and they brought me some seaweed soup, and I just thought I was going to gag, you know, <laughs> one of those moments. But uh, but basically, uh, you can eat seaweed strips like, you know, they're like potato chips almost, but they're all natural, organic, get them at Costco. So that's a good place to start because the American diet doesn't include seaweed. But when we look at the Japanese and the Okinawa study, talking about a blue zone, uh, those women, you know, they live a lot longer uh, because they have so much iodine and seaweed. So you can also add some hijiki seaweed to your rice, you know, when you steam rice or quinoa. And so there's lots of ways, but seaweed, I would say, and iodine are key for women. And then the second thing is fatty acids. You know, if you don't have, uh, there's some, there are two essential fatty acids and uh, there are eight essential amino acids, you know, meaning the things your body can't make. Uh, and there aren't any essential carbohydrates, even though we all want to believe it, <laughs> that bread is essential, but it's not true. <laughs> so with these essential fatty acids, you know, we, we have to get it through coconut oil and, and uh, whatnot and uh, avocados and nuts and seeds. And women especially, I believe, uh, really need a lot more good fat. And uh, so we've got this, really this false thinking that we're going to get fat. You know, I think a lot of people think that if they eat fat. And it's not really true because you need fat to uh, make hormones. And so that's critical, you know, to eat good fat. So those would be the two nutrients I would think of, you know, they're essential 
uh, for women. And we focus that on a lot on hormones. It's one of my specialties in endocrinology, hormone yeah. function. That's that's so incredibly important. And I know for me, <laughs> I will just admit that I am not a seafood eater. <laughs> I do not like seaweed, which is tough. So I'm definitely going to be supplementing with iodine. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm starting to cook with seaweed starting no! tomorrow because it helps with breast cancer, babe. Come on. It's about I'll your make, future, I'll not about up. whether you like it. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing that I wanted to ask you, Scott, was kind of related to you used a term I really liked was the nutritarian diet. <laughs> um, I, I can only imagine what that means. You kind of reference it includes lots of nuts, seeds and greens specifically. Is there more to do with this nutritarian diet? Yeah. So in uh, all to give credit where credit is due, it's a good question. Uh, it's not really my original <laughs> idea. Joel Furman, uh, who's an MD that's uh, done some phenomenal, probably done the best research that I've ever seen um, on, you know, uh, eating a healthy diet. His concept of, he's coined the word nutritarian. And um, so the concept is he believes that one of the problems with overeating and being overweight in America is that we're not eating nutrient-dense foods, you know. And so uh, I've applied that to my practice in the seven, the bl five blue zones in the world, and uh, seaweed's another good example. You know, seaweed is just so concentrated with nutrients and iodine, and uh, so is spinach. And so he, you know, emphasizes one of the nutritarian foods is, you know, green foods. Like green is king or queen, if you will, in a healthy diet. And it's actually the opposite of what, unless it's a jelly bean or green jello, you know, the average American doesn't eat things that are green. Yeah. That's very, very true. I think it's so important to just draw people back to that idea of creating colorful plates. And I, and when you start doing it, there's such creative ways. Myself, I'm not a chef, but Dom is absolutely incredible in the kitchen. And I'm always posting, you know, on my stories so that people can get inspired by the creativity that you can make with whole healthy foods. Yeah. And I speak as food uh, as something that's a universal language. You know, I speak about my universal language as being like dance and music and certain types of art and food and, you know, specifically food. You can create something that is beautiful to look at, that makes you feel something emotional when you taste it, that makes you feel chills or remember something. It helps you connect with memories based on if there's a dish you haven't eaten in a long time. So, so much power in food all the way down to going back to what we're talking about, the electricity and how it fuels that electricity in our body. Yeah, that is so true. That, that's a great, yeah, great stories and great examples of, uh, yeah, we are tied to food. We really are. It's something we do all day long. You know, we eat, uh, we eat a lot of food in a lifetime. And uh, so it's important because I always tell people, you know, one salad won't change your life, but, you know, 50 will, you know. And so, you know, that's great. Great thinking and great ideas is, you know, I just think start with a salad or start with soup and uh, just make one great meal a day to get started with color. And I always say, eat the rainbow, you know, and that's great. Great ideas. Yeah, I love this. I know that there's so much knowledge that you have, and I love that you incorporate you know, the whole aspect of things. You've learned the Eastern medicine, but you've also appreciate the Western medicine in order to provide for people and really help heal. And we can hear that that's truly what you're doing. You're educating yourself, you're helping people. And 
we just appreciate that. So where could people really find more about you, keep learning with you so that they don't miss out on future information? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so basically I have a podcast at Life Changing Tips with Scott Summer. It's on Apple and Spotify. Life Changing Health Tips, excuse me. Life Changing Health Tips with Scott Summer on Apple and Spotify. And then the other is we just uh, launched our app, which is Summers, S-O-M-M-E-R-S, Summers Holistic Health. And you can find that on uh, both on Android and Apple. Wow, that's incredible. And what does the app do for them? Well, we on the app, we have a lot of videos. We have a link to our website. So uh, I'm really into education. I've been giving uh, talks and videos for years. And so we have a lot of free videos to watch and uh, a lot of great information. And we actually have some programs that we're launching. Uh, one is on Qigong, you know, so mm. I know that you guys are really into breathing and health and wellness. And so that's another great topic sometime. But uh, so I've done Qigong for close to 25 years, 25, mm. 30 years. And so that's a course that we're launching on the app. That's amazing. I really hope that people, you know, we're, obviously we're linking this all up in show notes. So go follow it, guys. Go find it. If you heard it right now, just get on your phone and download the app and the podcast. I love that you're just bringing this education and allowing people to learn on their own time and in their own way. And I think that's that's the best way. It, to really help and fuel yourself. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for giving us your time today and and just supporting with so much knowledge. Well, thank you very much. I feel the same way and keep up the great work. It's just all about helping people uh, find health and wellness for sure. And there we have it, yet another amazing guest on the Optimal Body Podcast. So now what we ask of you, if you loved any bit of that or resonated with it, go share it out, share it with a friend, share it on your social media, because you know there are more people out there that would resonate with it just the same. Also, subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast app so we know what you want to learn or other guests that you think we should bring on for you in the future. Keep tuning in to find your optimal body.